Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Brendan Baker on the line, and he's founder and managing director of Valuable Change Company. Brendan, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, Brendan, so uh, excited to get into today's topic, and I understand that you also have a best-selling book, um, Valuable Change, so excited to get into that as well, Uh, but we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So, Brendan, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Brendan, what mission matters to you? The mission for me is basically making change pay off. So change is hard. Uh, Throughout my entire career, it's been very clear that change is hard. Uh, And yet, so often it doesn't, it's not worthwhile. It doesn't pay off. And so that's that's the mission that matters to me is, well, let's actually make sure that this thing pays off. Let's let's Mm -hmm. focus in on what actually makes a difference. Uh, But interestingly, I have a second mission. Uh, It's cropped up through my work, and that is to fight unnecessary complexity. Hmm. Awesome. Love having mission-based uh, individuals on the line to share, you know, why they do what they do, how they're doing it, and really what we can all learn and gain from it so that we all grow together. So great to have you on the show. And I guess, Brendan, just to get us kicked off, how did you get, how did you get kind of on this path or get started that led you to writing this book? So valuable change. So tell us more. Yes. Well, I mean, it's a funny thing, right, where, um, I think so many, like so many of us, we all tend to fall in, into our careers, don't we? Um, mm-hmm. And I guess I was I was similar uh, in that I grew up in a home where there was I was not exposed to corporate, uh, the corporate world in any way or form. Uh, my uh, my dad was in in uh, sales, but it was sales of uh, well, sales of um, basically construction products. Uh, and my mum was a teacher, and so there was no real exposure to corporate business, you know, that, that kind of bigger organisation type thing. Uh, and yet, despite that, um, I for some reason was drawn to it. I was like, that's what, that's what I want to do. And so you you go to university and you study it, and you come out with some fresh naivety. Um, and my naivety had me. I was convinced that I didn't want to do the same thing every day. That was that was my one goal. I was like, I don't want to do the same thing every day. Uh, and so I started looking for opportunities to not do the same thing every day. And where that landed me was in project management. Uh, I, I secured a graduate role um, in, uh, in in a government firm that basically I was in charge of looking after a few of their small projects. Uh, and... I begged, I said, give me, give me a bigger project, give me a bigger project, uh, and slowly got a bigger one, and then got a bigger one, um, and we got to the point where after a few years' time and uh, making plenty of mistakes uh, but delivering some success as well, uh, I, I was leading restructures, and I was leading fairly large portfolios, and I was contracting, and I was consulting. I was uh, basically very, very quickly... Um, getting a very, very good sense on what is this whole um, art of changing an organization. And 
that's that's kind of been the story. And then then what came out of that was an observation. And it was an observation on the way that things are done. And I've noticed that there's a great deal of complexity uh, and a great deal of excess complexity around all of this. Uh, uh, the, the industry itself is broken into really small kind of niche areas uh, where you've got project management and there's a million and one ways to manage a project and a million and one different methodologies and there's change management and there's benefits management and there's risk management and there's X and Y, right? And you can get very deep and very narrow in these areas and you can go and get accreditations and certificates and, and different titles. But what's missing, what I found was missing, was a simple, connected, holistic approach which brings those pieces back together. And I also noticed that the majority of changes in, in organizations that I was working with, that I was consulting to and, and whatnot, they weren't paying off. There was a disconnect between that initial why that initial drive, the initial need or the opportunity, and what actually was delivered. Uh, to the point where it is roughly 85% of the changes that I've seen across my career weren't able to connect three really, really simple dots or answer three really simple questions like, why are we doing this? What does success look like? And what exactly are we doing? 85% of them couldn't do that coherently and consistently and logically. and that was a, that was a that was probably the key. Those two elements were the key triggers that set me on this path. Where it was like, okay, well, we need to bring these back together. And the way we bring them back together is by cutting through the complexity. Uh, and, and the way we bring it back together is by focusing on, well, why exactly are we doing this? And focusing on the drive. And so that that was the catalyst for what I do now. And that's the catalyst. For the book and I had to come up with a, with a new term to describe this and so I call it change leadership because what it is mm -hmm. is essentially elevating above these niche narrow areas and it's doing a little bit across all of it if you know what I mean basically driving more holistically and focusing on what actually shifts the dial um, and in a in a really simple way because there's no other way other than doing it simply Leaders, especially leaders, do not have the bandwidth to get deep and narrow in these specialist fields. It's got to be, what, what works? Where, where do I need to put my focus and how do I drive this forward? Uh, and, and so that's led to the book. And so that's led to uh, the Valuable Change Co. And that's led to the work that I do. That's awesome. It's it's a great story, and I what I love about it too, and what I love about overall your methodology and what you're aiming to do is really just to make sure that people aren't doing, you know, change for the sake of change, or change. And I know that might sound odd, right? Like to say that, but I feel like many times, and and when you you affirmed what I kind of thought, and and that's that sometimes people do change, but they can't exactly understand or they can't exactly define why they're doing it, and and also like how they're actually gonna 
you know, what the payoff for that change is going to be, which sounds kind of crazy. But when you just now told me that they can't answer the three basic questions, and I'm guilty of this as well, sometimes you're going down a certain line. And so I'm going to pick up myself for a moment and we, we, we're going in a certain direction and we're thinking about, okay, this makes sense, this makes sense. But then you, you get a certain way far down there, you know, down the path and you didn't reassess or you didn't kind of check and you're like, wait a minute, why are we doing this again? <laughs> we don't, does this make sense for where we're trying to go? Um, so what are some, and I know, and I want people to pick up the book for sure and to do a deep dive, but, and there's only uh, into your work. And at the end of this interview, I'll give you the opportunity, of course, to leave some contact information so that people that do want to follow up and learn more about what you're doing over in consulting and otherwise um, can definitely follow up and, and pick your brain further. But for a while, I have you on the line. Um, what are some basic things that people should be thinking about when they start kind of going down this path of change in the context of what they're looking to accomplish? Yeah, so I would basically, I'm going to share with maybe a, a really simple way of thinking about change, and then I'll share a little a little bit deeper in terms of um, just some basic questions to be answering. And so the way that I think about change is it happens in ripples. And and let me let me explain this a little bit more for you. Um have you Adam, have you ever well you've been to a restaurant before, I'm guessing? Of course, yeah. Have you had a poor experience at a restaurant before? Absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, waited way too long for the food. Like it was like we ordered and then I didn't, you know, it took quite some time. And I remember, I'm like, why am I even here again? I'm hungry. I already lost my appetite. I've been waiting so long. <laughs> that was the big one. Yes. And how did you, how did you feel after that? Um, not so good. It didn't make me feel good at all. I, I definitely was not, um, necessarily that wasn't, that restaurant wasn't the top to go back to on my list, we'll say. <laughs> and I mean, it's such a simple thing, right? It's, it's one negative experience, and yet that probably echoed within you for, for you know, that probably the frustration and uh, and whatnot around it for at least half an hour, and then you, and on top of that, you've made the decision never to go back, right? Really, really simple, but that's a simple ripple. And in fact, there was probably factors within the restaurant that led to the long wait time. Maybe they were understaffed because the manager was. Um, you know, the manager didn't uh, gear up correctly. Maybe the manager is, is mismanaging. Maybe something else is happening. We, you don't know, but there was something happening inter internally that then rippled through to you, which then had a ripple through into your broader perception and, and view of it, right? There was this ripple effect at play. And what I've noticed is that that same ripple effect is at play within changes. And, I'm, and basically, I don't care how big your project is, whether it's small or large, that same ripple is at play. And, and I'll give you a prime example here. There was a government project here in Australia, and it was very, very ambitious and huge scope. They were, they were looking to build out the uh, IT backbone, a common IT backbone for, for every federal government agency. That's like a multi-billion dollar project in terms of scale. And they didn't get the clarity up front right. And they didn't get ongoing clarity right. You know, I mentioned before around the three questions, you know, that 85% can't answer why are we doing this? How will we prove success? And what exactly are we doing? This is a prime example of that. And there was an executive revolt, revolt, 
revolving door, where I think at one stage there were five executives over the space of four weeks to let you know how quick some of the turnover in this mm-hmm. space was um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of ownership for this project. And so there was just no clarity. And yet they had a team of um, highly paid daily rate contractors, so specialists, um, in here, it basically hired in about 67 of them, 60 to 70 of them uh, hired in, and they were all enthusiastic and excited. But then that lack of clarity rippled through to them, and they started going, "Well, why? Why are we here? What are we? What are we doing? What are we trying to achieve?" Right? And so their morale heavily dropped, and a lot of them started leaving. And then there was a ripple through from them through to ultimately the end stakeholders, so all of the other government agencies that would have to use this IT backbone. And so they were; those agencies were originally excited. There was one in particular that was had signed up to be the pilot agency. We'll go first. We put our hand up, right? And they pulled out. And that's because they could see the cynicism and they could feel the... Um, the mess, <laughs> to, to put it bluntly, they could feel the mess that it, that was that project internally. They could see the systems weren't in place. They could see the morale was low. They could see all of those elements. And that rippled through to them. And so they started pulling out and said, I don't want any part of this. There was no confidence or trust. And so even on something of that kind of scale, really, really simple ripples. And so these are, this is the lens that I'd like to share with, with your listeners is, um, Change happens through ripples. And in fact, the way I think of it is through three ripple areas. The first ripple area is clarity. This is your change core. And that is those three questions. Why are we doing this? How will we prove success? And what exactly are we doing? And you've got to spend the time on those right. And and as you said before, Adam, it's not about getting them right up front. I mean, it's part of it. But it's also about continuing to ask them. You don't just ask them once. You keep checking in on them because it's very easy to get six months, 12 months, 24 months down the line on a project and the context has changed. And, the, and so what you're delivering no longer makes sense. Hmm. And you've lost sight, you know, you basically have lost sight of it. So you've got to get that right. And then the next ripple out is, is all about momentum and high momentum delivery. So it's about getting your team and getting them the right morale within the team. It's about putting some really simple um, high momentum style strategies in place to actually deliver effectively. And then the final ripple out is all about influence. And it's all about, are we actually delivering value for people? And if they're objecting, why are they objecting? And how can we better influence them? And so it's the three ripples. And when you think about it as ripples, it's not, it's all connected again, and it's all you know. You're not having to go to arbitrary columns and get arbitrary certificates and things like that. It's like okay, this is going to happen through ripples, and so where do we start? We start with clarity, then we move on to high momentum, and then we move on to influence, and then you just keep it flowing through those ripples. Mm. Well, Brendan, um, I like as I mentioned before, I know we're we're just barely uh, scratching the the surface on your content area and and your expertise, and also on, on the book. And uh, but that's about all the time we have today. But that being said, 
if somebody is listening to this and they want to connect and they want to follow up with you and your team over at Valuable Change Co. or also to uh, pick up a book, um, Valuable Change, um, what's the best way for them to, to, to follow up and to do that? Yeah, sure. So there's a few ways. Uh, first of all, the book is available basically anywhere you want to pick it up. The book is Valuable Change um, and you will get it Amazon, you'll get it uh, pretty much anywhere else. It's paperback, it's hardcover, it's audiobook. It is uh, ebook. However, you want to consume it, it's there. Um, I'm at valuablechange.com, but I'm also on LinkedIn. You'll be able to search me up there. Um, I'm not sure if you'll put the links up, Adam, but um, I can get them through and um, absolutely have them available. And um, so, connecting with me on LinkedIn, I also have a weekly newsletter, the Change Leader Weekly. And that newsletter, um, I'm proud to say, uh, has a very, very, very low unsubscribe rate um, and has grown exponentially in readership over the past 12 months, um, really quite dramatically. So I must be getting something right, which which is nice. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're, they're the key ways. That's awesome. And we'll put, we'll definitely put those links into the, into the show notes because we definitely want to um, make sure that our audience, number one, picks up a copy of your book. So just, it was very easy for me to find it at Amazon. I just put in a valuable change and Brendan Baker and it came right up. Really easy to find. Really nice bright yellow um, book cover. You can't miss it. Um, so definitely pick up a copy of that and we'll definitely put the, um, the website, um, a link in the show notes as well. And uh, speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or listening to an episode or engaging with the platform overall, we're all about bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and having them share um, you know, their mission, the reason behind their mission, um, what they're up to, and really what we can all learn from that so we grow together. If that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or engaging to you, hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing and Brendan really it has been a pleasure thanks again for coming on the show thank you so much for having me